Hello from the BBC. I'm Alexander Griffiths with an update on the war in Ukraine. Ukraine's deputy prime minister has told people living in the east of the country to leave while it's still possible. The east and southern seaboard are the focus now of the Russian offensive. Our reporter Sasha Schlichter has more. Commenting on Russia's retreat from Kiev and Chernihiv in the north, Ms Verishuk said this was no gesture of goodwill before a new round of talks. This, she said, was a consequence of the iron will of Ukraine's army, government and people. And she warned of even fiercer battles to come. Russia says it's carried out more attacks across Ukraine today. The Russians say they want to capture both the Donetsk and Luhansk regions so they can control the whole of the area known as the Donbass. Our defence correspondent Jonathan Beale has been close to the eastern front line. What we've seen is, well dug in defensive positions by Ukrainian forces who, remember, have been here fighting pro-Russian separatists for the past seven, eight years. They are some of the best units that Ukraine has. Nevertheless, they are losing ground to Russian forces and clearly there is concern that the Russians are going to launch a, a much bigger offensive down here to take territory. This is the area that President Putin is now focused on that he wants. In Brussels, European leaders are facing growing pressure to sanction Russian energy exports in the face of accusations its troops have carried out war crimes in Ukraine. The EU Commission is proposing a ban on coal exports as part of a wide-ranging fifth package of sanctions. As the head of the European Council, Charles Michel, told the European Parliament he thought measures targeting Russian oil and gas would be needed sooner or later. We are toughening our sanctions to keep and to exercise maximum pressure on the Kremlin. We must close the loopholes. We must target any attempts to circumvent sanctions. And we are ready to move quickly with further coordinated, robust sanctions. Here's our Europe regional editor, Danny Eberhard. Russia's the largest supplier of gas and oil to the EU. Germany depends on Russia for about half of its gas imports and a third of its oil. Reaching consensus on banning Russian coal imports is relatively easy, as it's fairly straightforward sourcing it from elsewhere. But the situation is much more complicated with oil and, particularly, gas. Ukraine says the vast sums the EU funnels to Russia daily for energy feeds Moscow's war machine and that Ukrainians are paying for this with their lives. On the ground in Ukraine, officials say more than 400 people are missing in the town of Hostomel, which, along with Bucha and Irpin, bore the brunt of Russia's offensive near the capital, Kiev. Speaking to the BBC, the Ukrainian Parliament's Human Rights Commissioner, Lyudmila Denisova, described what she had seen in Bucha. Yesterday, I went to Bucha and saw it with my own eyes. There were lots of facts and evidence. I saw how those people were fired at with a lot of, lots of blood, puddles of blood. So we are taking note of all the crimes with regard to our citizens. The BBC was also told that hundreds of people could be trapped in the rubble of a building in Borodyanka, northwest of the capital. Jeremy Bowen has been there. Dimitro left 30 others in the cellar before the strike. When he went back in the morning, it was full of rubble. All 30 are missing. You're lucky to be alive, aren't you? Yes, he said, my wife, mother and daughter were praying for me. 
Earlier, Pope Francis unfurled and kissed a Ukrainian flag he said had come from Bucha. Those attending the general audience at the Vatican broke into applause. The Pope reiterated his call for an end to the war. And China says reports of civilian deaths in Bucha are deeply disturbing. But the Chinese Foreign Ministry stopped short of pinning the blame on Russia for the killings, saying a full investigation was needed first. Beijing has so far maintained friendly relations with Moscow, although there are signs that it's quietly manoeuvring to avoid being hit by secondary US sanctions. Elsewhere, Hungary has summoned the Ukrainian ambassador as relations between the two neighbours worsen. President Zelensky has repeatedly told Hungary's far-right Prime Minister Viktor Orban, who's just won elections again, that he must choose which side he's on in Russia's war with Ukraine. Nick Thorpe is in Budapest. In his victory speech on Sunday night, Viktor Orban listed the Ukrainian president among his opponents. Hungary has taken in over half a million Ukrainian refugees. Mr Orban's government refuses, however, to back sanctions on oil or gas against Russia or allow weapons to be delivered to Ukraine. Those are the latest developments on day 42 of Russia's invasion. I'm Alexander Griffiths at the BBC.